Hello and welcome. This is LDS Real People Real Lives podcast and I am Stephanie Colvin. I am your host and thank you so much for joining us this week. And if you're new, welcome. This week's topic is I am a child of God. Our children deserve to understand their divine identity. I invite each of us to seek God and his beloved son. Nowhere, President Nelson directed, are those truths taught more clearly and powerfully than in the Book of Mormon. Open its pages and learn that God does all things for our welfare and happiness, that he is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, long-suffering and full of goodness, and that all are alike unto him. When you feel hurt, lost, scared, upset, sad, hungry, or hopelessly abandoned in life's extremities, open the Book of Mormon, and you will come to know God will never desert us. He never has, and he never will. He cannot do it. It is not his character to do so. And that was Brian K. Taylor. He had given a talk back in 2018 General Conference titled, Am I a Child of God? Thank you so much again for joining us this week. I wanted to cover this topic. There's been a lot going on and um, I just felt really impressed to talk about how we're all children of God and how much he loves us. I know I need these reminders constantly. As a matter of fact, I just heard today that um, our most difficult and trying days will be consecrated for our good. And I need to hear these reminders because it always reassures me that it's okay. It's okay because this life is hard. But just as much as hard, it's hard, it's also beautiful. My hope is that you can open your heart during this episode and allow the Holy Ghost to work with you as you make choices about your life, including hosting children from God and your life from your loins in your home. The Holy Ghost beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of an almighty God. We are all children of God. The Savior loves each precious child, and he took their little children one by one and blessed them. And they cast their eyes towards heaven, and they saw angels descending out of heaven in the midst of fire. And the angels encircled those little ones about, and the angels did minister unto them. I love this bit of knowledge because I truly feel that our children are being attacked, that Lucifer has set out to destroy them, and they seem to be harmed at younger and younger ages. It's like Lucifer knows that this is the last stand, and he's pulling out all his stops. And then we have Jesus Christ, who continues to remain calm in the face of all the anarchy and chaos that Lucifer invites into our world. And through that calmness, that self-assuredness, that faith, that priesthood power, Christ knows who he is, who he loves, who he serves. And through that obedience and love to Heavenly Father, he empowers us, if we so choose, to push back, to protect ourselves, and to basically tell Lucifer, get lost. And we can protect the children. We have that ability. Our journeys did not start here on earth when we were born, nor will it end when we die. 
Each of us have our own personal journey as a child of God when we come to earth. Let's welcome these new children who are born into a world of so much confusion and challenge, yet there's no greater place to have this learning experience than on an earth created by a loving Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, because He truly has thought of every detail, every fragrance, every texture, every pleasing sight. He gave all of this to us to prove ourselves and to return home once again to live with Him and Father in Heaven in the Celestial Kingdom. We are truly loved, and I hope that you feel that love from your Father in Heaven and your Savior. That's something that my husband and I pray for often throughout our day, is that we can feel their love for us, because it truly is uplifting and helps us to push forward. Now, through this pandemic, there have been many people who have fell ill and survived, but also those who have unfortunately passed on to return home and do important work on the other side of the veil of life. And the Lord has said, Thou shalt live together in love, insomuch that thou shalt weep for the loss of them that die. Let us mourn with those that mourn, then celebrate Christ's power to conquer the grave and to be redeemed through the miracle of life and resurrection. As President Joseph F. Smith explained, We cannot forget them. We do not cease to love them. They have advanced. We are advancing. We are growing as they have grown. And then President Russell M. Nelson said, Our tears of sorrow turn to tears of anticipation. We have so much to look forward to. It struck me while doing research for this episode that because God loves the children so very much that the vaccine was created to protect us. Now this is my own personal revelation given through weeks of prayers, pondering, studying, and talking to people who have taken the vaccine and even those who struggle to want to take the vaccine. I don't understand all of it, And those who have been listening to my last couple of episodes know how I feel about the vaccine, which is I have been afraid of it, afraid more so of the vaccine than COVID. However, recently the church gave $20 million to UNICEF to administer 2 billion vaccines to children. We know that God loves his children so much so that he gave us a vaccine as a protection and out of love from an omniscient father. This is his land, the promised land, and we are his children. He has not left us destitute without his spirit, love, and blessings. He gives compensating blessings when righteous desires aren't realized here and may be realized in the life hereafter. We can trust him. Remember, his ways are not our ways, and the earth is his footstool. Um, I recently had a, a very sweet listener reach out to me and talk about some of her thoughts on the vaccine. And she had pointed out to me that um, her mom had suggested to her that the vaccine might be a protection of something that we're going to face maybe in the future, as we know that more and more people are falling ill from this vaccine. Um, And so again, it's faith is knowing enough to then live and walk by faith. Faith isn't knowing every little thing and being explained and given all the answers that you can walk. That's not faith. Faith is being given enough 
so you can push forward and trust Father and the Savior, Jesus Christ. The Savior took a child and set him in the midst of them, and when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of these children in my name, receiveth me. We are utterly blessed in this plan of salvation, which God allows us the opportunity to care for his children and to become parents to them in righteousness and within the covenant. He shares his children with us so that we too can know what it's like to be him, the sorrow and the joys that come from parenthood. We know that this is a very controversial topic, but we do know that abortion is not of God. We know that life is the greatest value of the greatest value. So each of his children can come here and acquire the knowledge through living and experiencing to become like their heavenly mother and father. We've been commanded to multiply and replenish the earth. If you have found yourself in a position that is precarious and feel as if abortion is the only route, I encourage you to take the harder but more rewarding road and carry that child to term if you can. The percentage of people who um, get abortions that uh, that is the only answer is very, very small. So we're talking about the majority. Allow the child to be adopted by a family who's willing to love that child, to raise them. And I hope to teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are so many couples that for whatever reason cannot have children and they would be happy to adopt your child. Um, You will be blessed more than your arms can hold from the heavens above for the sacrifice, and so will your child. And I know it takes a strong person um, to be active in the gospel and church of Jesus Christ here on earth. My hope is that the Spirit will bless you with courage and bravery, but also meekness, wisdom, discernment, and peace as you make this decision. For life is necessary for the children of God to come here and prove themselves forthwith to return home. They can't come here if abortion continues at the numbers that it's been basically happening at. Um, I do believe that Father, of course, knows all and he's prepared for every contingency but we still have to be responsible for the choices and decisions that we make. And I am not saying this lightly. I got pregnant at a very young age. And um, just for me, I knew that uh, I did not want to give up the baby. And I was going to, um, it's just who I am, step up to the plate and work this out and figure it out. This baby was a part of me and a part of the man that I loved at one time. And I wanted the child, but that doesn't mean that my life was easy. You know, I know that I made the right choice, but that doesn't mean that my life was easy whatsoever. But I do know that I've been blessed for that choice. And so of my, so is my son um, by bringing him into the world. So why is it so important that we understand who we are and where we came from? Why is it so important that we understand our divine identity? Without this knowledge, we would flounder without a wind to fill the sails of our ship. With this information, we can chart a course of righteousness. We can repent along the way, and then we endure. 
we can captain that ship best we can and be submissive to the promptings of the Lord and commands of God. And in return, there are always consequences to our actions. We will receive blessings that we need and some that we want, and yet others that we didn't even know we would want or need. For Father and Christ bless us perfectly. Let us not leave blessings on the shelf in the warehouse of blessings that are offered. Pray and seek for the blessings that are perfectly set and ready for you to acquire. Because in these blessings, we grow, we learn, we feel his love greatly, and we can then help our children, who are God's spirit children, come to know and understand his love for them too. For the younger generations, they need us. They need our example. They need our leadership. And most importantly, they need our loving patience and faith. They need us. Please remember to pray about your future. Pray about your family plan. Pray about your life and what the Lord has in store for you. It is in the living of His plan for you that you will receive the blessings from fulfilling the measure of your creation. We are all sent here with different talents and some are the same talents. We're all sent here with missions that we have to accomplish. All tools are given to us to be successful and to bless others' lives. In the meantime, for it is through us that the Lord ministers to his children. He cannot take care of each of us here on earth without those of us who are willing to serve him and go out and do. The greatest gift of knowledge and believing that you can acquire is to know that you're a child of God. It truly is a game changer and gives so much hope to my heart, especially as you come to understand who God is. God feels tangible and close as I continue to get to know him through prayer, meditation, even when I do service, missionary work, or any of the other opportunities that were given to serve the Lord in this great church of his here on earth, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Can you imagine if you didn't know that you were a child of God, that this bit of information was foreign to you? To me, that would be absolutely devastating. So I am so grateful to see God's hand in the details of my life and my days. My husband and I pray continually to see God in the details of the details of our day. And as time has inevitably gone by and we continue to pray little by little revelations are revealed to us, and an understanding has been rooted within. I really encourage you to come to know Father, to spend time with Him. This takes me back to a book I read over a year ago about spending time with God daily. I do this by praying and pouring out my heart to Him. Then when I am done, I sit very still, eyes closed, and imagine sitting in front of Heavenly Father's throne and conversing with Him as I would my very own Father. I have had some wonderful experiences doing this and highly recommend it. Our spiritual education is just so very important. When we give Heavenly Father that kind of undivided attention, miraculous things happen. We can receive revelations beyond anything that we could comprehend and understanding beyond any understanding we've ever had before. And this is what the Spirit of God does for us and does to us. Is it 
enlightens our mind and helps us to understand the higher and holier way of living. Because when you follow the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's exactly what you're doing, is you're accepting and desiring of a higher and holier way of living. I love the God of my fathers, the Lord God Almighty, who weeps with us in our sorrows, patiently chastens our unrighteousness, and rejoices when we seek to give away all our sins to know him. I worship him who is ever a father of the fatherless and a companion to the companionless. Gratefully, I testify that I have come to know God, my Father, and bear witness of the perfections, the attributes, and excellency of his character, that every one of us might truly understand and cherish our noble birthright as a child of God in coming to know him, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. We belong to him, and he belongs to us. And this is the excellency of God's character. I'm sorry, I did not. That's actually taken from that talk, the excellency of God's character. And I couldn't have said it better. Exactly what he said is how I feel. And I'm so grateful to know that Father in Christ works solely for our good to bring us back home. This last week, Elder Holland gave an address, um, a talk at BYU, which has had a ripple effect through the LGBTQIA community, and most seem to be upset with his words and the message that he gave. He gave the address just, um, you know, it's the beginning of the school year to uh, just get the students pumped and ready to go and, and to set some important reminders. Being part of church, Christ Church here on earth and being Latter-day Saints, we are to stick out from the world because we just don't live as the world lives. And he said some things in that talk that I I believe just from my, you know, interactions with people and social media, uh, it seems the majority of them really struggled with what he had to say. And I want to say that I do sustain our leader of the, leaders of the church, um, especially our apostles and prophets. And my own personal experience with Elder Holland has been nothing but warm and loving, especially kind. Now, I don't know him personally, but the most interesting thing is, is that when you study out their talks and you get to know them through their talks and the interactions that you see, you can come to know them kind of on a personal level as the Spirit really connects you with your leader and who they are to help you to understand their character so that you can exercise faith and trust them. And I do believe um, in the quote from Joseph B. Worthlin, he said, kindness is the essence of greatness. And I would like to say to those who were hurt by Elder Holland's words and his message to please hold your ground, to follow the command in James 1.5, to search, seek, ponder, maybe even kick that door down, and please turn to the good books found within the church resources. They are going to be the ones that keep you on that path. And as you're searching and seeking for the answer and trying to write your mind and your heart and your thoughts and beliefs with what Elder Holland said, continue to look for the answers in the scriptures because they are the word of God and it will come in time. Choose to be believing and trust that the Lord will help you 
reconcile those feelings. If necessary, talk to someone in your ward or stake. Maybe talk to your ministering angel. Um, A bishop would be another person. Even someone on the stake presidency or the stake president himself. My stake president, he and I have been emailing back and forth a few times about this particular subject and this community within the church and their struggles. And he has um, a profound insight that can only come through the Holy Ghost to understand um, how they feel. He's got some personal experience as well and uh, what we can do to better assist them and to help them along their journey. We need to follow the promptings of the Spirit, for the Holy Ghost works solely to help you and me find enough of an answer to then use our faith the rest of the way to remain true to our faith and discipleship of Jesus Christ. As Christ told the woman, go and sin no more, he expressed his great love for her too. I'm not your judge in Israel. It's not my job to judge you then treat you some sort of kind of way. What my job is as a member of Christ's church on earth is to love you any which way you come, but also to uphold the doctrines and commandments of God and Christ. There will always be right and always be wrong. And I'm not talking just to the LGBTQIA community. This can apply really to anybody who struggles with writing themselves with the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether it be word of wisdom, chastity, Uh, you know, the law of sacrifice, we all deal with very hard issues and we all have personal trials that are tailored to us to give us the education that we need, that Christ and God know that we need. I would like to view myself as someone who will help you swim in the pool of life while staying true to the light and the pearls of knowledge and divine wisdom. It's like teaching the man to fish so he can feed himself instead of me doing all the fishing for him. I have a strong desire to help you remain steadfast and strong in your faith in Jesus Christ Church. I may not be able to relate totally to your struggles, but I do know and can relate to a strong desire to accept the invitation from Jesus Christ to come follow me. We all have work to do. We all have things that we need to learn through our challenges and trials And when we enter into the covenants with the Lord and partake in the first ordinance of baptism, this is where we have a wonderful opportunity to repent and invite hope and light into our very being. You can always count on me to help steer you clearly on that straight and narrow path lovingly. And if I make a mistake, I will let you know immediately. I will repent and let's figure it out together. We all need to have course corrections from time to time. That is the purpose of this experience. We weren't sent here to walk through this life perfectly. These course corrections are meant for everyone. I'm not exempt of this. We all need course corrections. And these course corrections, these sacrifices, these adjustments, they're okay. You can trust the apostles of Christ's great church and his prophet on earth because they all share in the infinite love that Christ has for each of you. So please be faithful, be steady, remain devoted, and know how much you are cherished and loved. Do not buy into what Lucifer is selling, which is he wants you to believe that God and Christ are discriminating against you, 
that they don't love all of you. They just love part of you or that they just don't love you at all. And that's simply not true. We can approach the throne of God and Christ with any of our ailments, with any of our transgressions, with any of our struggles. I do this podcast and I swear sometimes people reach out to me and they think I'm perfect and I'm not. I have trials that I'm going to be dealing with for the rest of my life. And I've come to understand that God knows me. He understands me and he knows where I'm going and who I'm going to become. And I know that he trusts me and I trust him. So I just continue to push and to do and to try to choose the right and to figure out my life through the scriptures, through the guidance of our leaders, and most importantly, through personal revelation that can only come from his spirit, even the Holy Ghost. I hope that this episode this week has been helpful in some way. Um, My goal, as is many of the other accounts that I have partnered with on Instagram, is to help those who are on that path to remain on that path, to continue to walk towards that tree of life, which is Jesus Christ. Um, Lucifer is raging and he is trying to get you to believe that you are not worthy, that you are not worth enough to love. And that's just simply not true. Recently, I've been talking to my younger brother about his son who wasn't too jazzed about becoming a freshman and having to start um, going to seminary. If he had it his way, he wouldn't go. Um, I reached out to my brother through text and shared my testimony of seminary and why the youth of today really need to be attending seminary. Uh, That spiritual education is just as important as their temporal education. And um, like I said, the children are targeted by Lucifer and they need to be involved in every good thing, every holy thing that the church has to offer to keep them steady and moving forward. When I explained to him the blessings that would come from his support and encouragement of his son to do the things that are right, he said to me that he's far beyond the hand of God and any forgiveness. Now, he's lived a very worldly life. I know what that's like. I did too for 22 years. I also thought that I was beyond any type of redemption, for I had done so much. But coming back into the gospel, willing to submit myself to the Lord, to allow him to give me forgiveness, to help me to forgive myself, to push forward and to trust him and to start believing that I am good enough, even with everything that I've done, everything that I've been through. You know, there's a lot of people who come into this church and as they become adults, they feel that they don't fit the LDS mold, get married, get sealed, have children. And um, I just, you know, as somebody who's been divorced twice, married three times, who has lived a very worldly life, I understand. I understand as far as my experiences will allow me to understand. And I want you to know that if you can get past those thoughts and those insecurities, which really, I've got to tell you, is the whisperings of the adversary. If you can let it go and focus 
on Christ and Heavenly Father and your path home, recognizing that that's what you're here to do is to prove yourself forthwith to return home to live with them once again, that you will be tremendously blessed and you will find a happiness in your life that you did not know could exist. That is what happens when we follow our Savior and accept his invitation to come follow me, is that we experience a joy and a peace and serenity and a paradise that we just simply would not have if we did not follow him, love him, and do our best to live after the manner of happiness. Thank you so much for joining me once again this week. If you have anything that you would like to say, any input, any thoughts from this episode, please do not hesitate to DM me on Instagram at LDSRPRL podcast, or you can email me at LDSRealPeopleRealLives at gmail.com. And that is plural, LDSRealPeopleRealLives at gmail.com. Um, Don't forget that I've partnered with spiritualcrusade.com. It's a one-stop shop for LDS members and even non-LDS members who are looking to supplement their resources. Um, You know, when it comes to come follow me, they even have a ponderized section. Um, There's a lot of motivational quotes and uh, material on there. There's even lessons that you can pick from. There's also wallpaper that you could use for your phone or your um, devices. I know that oftentimes I like to put little quotes as my wallpaper for my lock screen so that I see it every single time. And Spencer, who's at Latter Day Help and at Latter Day Help 2, is the one that did those wallpapers. Um, And he's a great account to follow. His purpose is a missionary effort, and that is to help anyone and everyone who is looking for assistance on that straight and narrow path home. Also, Spiritual Crusade is on Instagram, and they put out great material and reminders. And then um, there's a couple of other accounts uh, that I really, really enjoy. And especially if you're somebody that is... um, rebounding or working through some type of addiction or issues that you've got going on. Um, the faith seed, her name is Kelly Thompson. She's on Instagram at the faith seed and she's got a wonderful account and she works with LDS members who are looking to overcome their addictions. And, um, she's just truly remarkable. Another account is Elk Valley Latter-day Saint. And that's Todd Bruce. So that's at Elk Valley Latter-day Saint. Please go check out their content. If you are someone that likes to surround yourself with great reminders, um, fantastic quotes from our leaders, and also videos and just material to keep your mind focused throughout the day, these are wonderful accounts to follow. There's also at um, girl underscore scattering underscore sunshine. She's a wonderful account. And last but not least is at gospel lights. And that's G O S P E L I T E S. Um, there are a lot of accounts on Instagram. That would be a great supplement. These are just ones that I really enjoy and I focus on and, um, just want to wish you guys a wonderful week. Please stay safe stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And please remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. 
And let's remember what uh, just be worth and taught. That kindness is the essence of greatness. Until next week, much love and God bless. Aloha.